Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. We're excited about tonight's show. We have lots of young drivers on the show tonight. This is John Massengill sitting in studio with Les Kaiser. How's it going, Les? Howdy, howdy, howdy. Good day. Uh, Mr. Mr. Green, Jonathan, is has left the Macau Grand Prix and is, oh, on, his, no. is oh, on his way. <laughs> you got it. You got it. And he's now on his way to the Toyota Racing Series, he, maybe even in the air as we speak. So he's, uh, he's not going to be joining us tonight. Yeah, that video, that audio clip you just heard about Macau, we, I think we explained it, but that that's part of a video that's, I checked it, that video has been seen 12 million times, the crash at Macau. If you just go to YouTube and you search Macau Grand Prix. Mayhem. You don't have to do that. Just, <laughs> you just search Macau Grand Prix, and it's, depending on what time of year, it'll be the number one video. Right now, it's not because of the uh, of the recent race. But uh, anyway, you got to watch that video because the crash that he's talking about there is just crazy. But let me talk about what we got on tonight's show because we have we have a bunch of interviews with a bunch of great young drivers, one of them live. So the live driver is an Austin guy, a young guy, Riley Dickinson. We're going to have him live at about 730. And then also from uh, young drivers on the show, we're going to have from the Macau Grand Prix – we're going to start with a, an interview with Dan Tictum. And if you know, we're going to talk about his career here in a minute, but it's a really interesting story this year. He's had a really crazy up and down career in the last two, three years. And he was at Macau racing again. He's a champion at Macau, I think twice. And we're also going to have a clip from the winner uh, at Macau because Richard Vashur has, yes, I'm sure we're going to have Richard on the show. I'm sorry. I should have stepped in. I know. Jonathan wasn't here. I know. So anyway, we're going to Are have... you sure? <laughs> For sure? <laughs> so we're going to have a, a, an interview with Richard Vashur, the winner of the Macau Grand Prix. Kind of a, a bit of a surprise there. And we've had him on the show before. Right. And we have an interview with Sophia Floresh. You remember her. Oh, yeah. She's the comeback kid, as I tweeted out earlier, because she was the one who was in that insane crash what are they, how fast did they say she was going? Uh, is that the one that was 170? I, yeah, I was going to yeah. say 190, but I thought that sounded too high for a Formula 3 car. It was way high. I mean, if you if you just search her name on YouTube, you'll see her car just turned it went airborne and turned into a missile and hit the the stands. The it was one of the boxes, so I don't think I don't remember all of what happened there. I don't think anybody got killed at all, but I know that and she she didn't walk away, but she's back in the car and back at Macau racing again, which is just amazing that I'll she's back. i tell you, back. getting back on the horse, there's something about it, you know? Yeah, and so we've got an interview with her, and we also have an interview with Liam Lawson, who is, uh, who was, I think he came in seventh at the Macau Grand Prix, but he's got a really good story, 
and he's part of the same team as Richard Versure, and he's also an interesting twist. He is one of the Red Bull Juniors, of which uh, Dan Tictum was for a short time, and so we'll talk about all of that. So we got a really we got a bunch of good clips, we got a live interviews, we got a bunch of good stuff on the show. So, but I want to just start off with a little bit of Formula One because, you know, we did our post race show right after after the the race last weekend, and it was so much to talk about. You know, we we touched on everything, but you know the the fact that we had podiums for Carl Sainz and from uh, from uh, McLaren. And Pierre Gasly. I mean, that was just amazing, really. Yeah, yeah, that was way cool. I love that uh, things got shook up. And, you know, since about the uh, Italian Grand Prix, things have really come to life again. There's been a lot of things happening. There's been a, a lot of uh, unpredictable outcomes. And so I uh, really liked, I like seeing that. I, I'm curious to see what these changes are going to do for us in uh, the coming years. Well, and uh, I mean the, the the racing in Formula One. We've talked we talked a lot about it, but the, the racing in Formula One has been so good this year. We had uh, Chase Carey, the CEO of Formula One, talking about what they're p- talking about doing the twenty twenty one rules and all the how all the things right. are, they're going to try to make it better. But um, I, it's just one of those things that that is going to be dominant in what we talk about over the next, especially over the winter when we'll have time to really dig into the twenty twenty one rules. Yeah. And talk about the changes, the car. The car looks cool, looks great, actually. And the aerodynamics, of course. I mean, really, that's what it all boils down to. So um, that that is going to be a big topic for us. And But one thing I do want to, to mention is that we are, uh, looks like we're going to start, we're going to continue into next year for our national pre- and post-race shows. So you look on our website, yeah. Speed City Broadcast, and find out where to find those. Because we do live coverage of every Formula One race. We do an hour before, and then they go out to the the BBC's play-by-play, and then we do an hour post-race. So we're going to continue that. Yes. Yep. yes. Sometimes Some, before the chickens get up. That's all the producer's thinking about is what time he has to get in the studio. <laughs> and who's bringing breakfast tacos. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah, we're going we're to continue that next year. That'll be a third year for doing that. And uh, so, yeah. But I think I want to go ahead and jump into our Macau coverage because if you don't know the Macau Grand Prix, it is one of those that is uh, – it's really a special pretty much off-season racing. You know, a lot of the racing is wrapped up for most everything but Formula One now. IndyCar is wrapped up. And you know what? Before we do Macau, reminds me of IndyCar. I mean, how about that big story with Sebastian Bourdais? That was yeah. out of left field for me. Yeah, go ahead and talk about it some. Yeah. Because it, it is, it, people are going to kind of be whiplashed over this. Well, yeah, I mean, so Sebastian Bourdais, uh, you know, obviously a phenomenal IndyCar driver. And I don't know how many years he's been in IndyCar, but uh, I guess it was, so 20 seconds, so just two days ago when this was announced, was that he is now leaving IndyCar and moving to at least full-time. I mean, I'm sure all this stuff is in flux, but he's now going to the JDC Miller Motorsports in IMSA racing in a Cadillac DPI, in the, in the uh, DPI VR for 20 and 21. And, uh, and he's going to be racing with Joao Barbosa. And so, I mean, that's, that's, that's cool that he's racing in IMSA, but just the fact that it was just completely out of the blue, and I think, I, you know, I think it, 
the I don't know the whole story. We I actually looked around to see if maybe we could try to get him on the show in the in the near future. But but yeah, that was uh, that was a big story two days ago and out of the blue. Yeah, that that's a surprise. Now I'm certainly I'm glad to see he's not going home and swinging golf clubs. But the uh, the IMSA series is always fantastic. We've had y'all on with us too, and uh, great group of drivers there. So I, I can't argue him for for going to that. If yeah. he's going somewhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Also, some big news this week. Uh, Alex Marquez joins his brother Mark in MotoGP Honda. You know, I have been calling that. In fact, it was last year that I expected it to happen for 2019. And the reason that I saw that coming up is there was talk in the paddock when the two of them got out. You know, sibling rivalry is great for 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 the younger <laughs> folks in the family, there was talk that he was actually faster than Mark, that Alec could outrun Mark in a lot of situations. And so uh, this is going to be interesting. Uh, everybody's going to be watching to see if he can still carry it out uh, now that they're on GP bikes together. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see that. Maybe it'll shake up the uh, front runners, even though it might still be a Repsol. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be fun to watch. I, you know, that that's you could go, you could do a long segment on just that alone because I mean, the, the argument has been, are there better riders than right. Alex to to join Mark? But I mean, I like it. I actually, I like it. I mean, it's not that he's not a a great rider. Obviously, he's a fantastic rider. But is he the best rider coming through? You know, from Moto Two to join him? But I don't know. Uh, also, this weekend, Formula E kicked off. I watched yeah. qualifying, and then I I had the time set up to watch the race, and I did not get to watch Formula E. There you go. You know what's funny? I, I was thinking about that today because... Oh, I watched I was, a little, and, and that clip kept going through the, my mind. Uh, not only that, but I was watching uh, I was watching the qualifying, and my wife was, was... She took a nap on the sofa, and I was turning up the TV, and I was like, is that going to wake her up, or is she going to have... Bad dreams about the <laughs> dentist, or <laughs> I really, it really occurred to me. I was kind of turning the volume down on purpose because of that that sound. I could wake up with a toothache. Uh, yeah, I swear I still kind of like it, but I, yeah, <laughs> but I, I, it is growing on me. Not, uh, not the toothache sound. <laughs> that last part really did. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. You might be blending back and forth between the two. All right. Well, you know what? Let's go and take a break so we can stop that sound. And then <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk about the Macau Grand Prix and jump into our interviews. So listen to Speed City. We're live in Austin, Texas, back after a quick break. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. 
When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. Talk 13.7, the right choice. You are listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. Live yeah. from Austin, Texas, Speed City. We're already starting to talk holidays. Yeah, I know, man. It's, well, you got Thanksgiving okay. next week, so yeah. Okay. It's but, there. You know, I know everybody gets caught up about Black Friday, but you know what's one of the coolest things about Black Friday? Yeah. Going to Ducati Austin because the demos aren't all busy. Ooh, yeah, that's right. And they're doing barbecue on Friday. So, you know, you can always exit the family scene because you'll be done with them before the turkey's cold. Friday morning, you can just... Yeah. I'm going to go get some early shopping out of the way, honey. See ya. And head over to Ducati Austin for some barbecue because, like I said, you're done with turkey. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Take All out, the go events check at Ducati out. are great. They do it right, man. They do a great oh, job I, there. You know, it... You know, almost, uh, you know, I'd say almost on a monthly basis, you can go over there on a Saturday and get a hot dog or a sausage wrap or something and check out all the new bikes and chit chat, go for a quick demo ride, all that kind of thing. But uh, so that's going on November 29th, Friday. Yeah. Stop by, save me a hot dog or a piece of barbecue. Yes, sir. All right, let's talk Macau Grand Prix. If you don't know the Macau Grand Prix, it's that off-season race for most, for most of the series, and it is uh, this year, it, and it's... It's really iconic. It's been going on for many, many years, and some amazing names have come through there, including Ayrton Senna, Michael Schumacher, and many, many more F1 drivers, all kinds of sports car drivers, all the way down. So it's really a fantastic tradition and a great race. And in, in Macau, which is in China, which is kind of the Las Vegas gambling capital of, of that region, and it's multitudes the size of, of Vegas. Uh, but it is, uh, it's great racing. It's a tight street course, and they've made changes to it over the years to try to to make it a little safer as the years go on and things right. like that, and that big crash that we talked about earlier. But but it is, it's a great tradition, and it's some great racing they do. the And this year, it's now an official FIA Formula 3 event. It's been a Formula 3 event in the past, but not an FIA right. Formula 3 event now, so it's... You'll find coverage about it all over the place now, including on F1.com because it's part of that. But, but the, um, the 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 driver that we're going to have this interview first is this is is Dan Tictum, and so Dan Tictum this year has had a pretty rough year because he got brought up to the Red Bull program after winning the Macau Grand Prix twice. He won. I mean, he's been he's been winning all kinds of uh, races and and championships. And doing great, and he just had a, a, a just a kick in the stomach when they got let off the Red Bull team because he was brought onto the Red Bull Junior team and then let off like I, I want to say a month or two later, really pretty fast. But he was at Macau, back at the race, back to racing, 
And this interview is great because it sets up the the actual Macau Grand Prix, talks a lot about it, and talks about his season so far. So let's hear from Dan Tictum. All right, Dan Tictum, day one. Uh, good to be back at the sharp end. Um, how was it to get back into, well, not back into an F3, but uh, back in a car at Macau? Yeah, I mean, I've done two days in this, in this car in my life, so yeah, I'm <laughs> a little bit on the back foot this year. Uh, still got a great knowledge of the track, of course, and uh, yeah, as, as previous years have proven, I seem to know my way around here pretty well. It's great to be back in back here, to be honest. Um, the car's different. Uh, Tell me how. There's pros and cons. More more cons for this car, just because of the weight. So um, it's quite a lot more dangerous, I would say as well. Uh, despite what they've done to the track, there's still some places where you know you. With this car, there could be some pretty big accidents, I think. So we're going even quicker now. We're doing 300 kph pretty much. So uh, and because of the weight, like it's just that everything's a bit more clumsy, basically, a, a bit less direct. Uh, as a driver, personally, uh, I prefer. Well, I think most drivers who know what they're talking about will say, will say the same thing, to be honest. So uh, yeah, lighter is normally better. Uh, but it's it's better than I was expecting, to be honest. I was expecting it to be. A dog, if I'm honest. Like, I was expecting it to be really difficult and uh, nowhere near as enjoyable, but it's still, the Macau flavour is, is still there, that's for sure. So, um, yeah, it's still very fun. I mean, you've got to be pleased that, I mean, you, you, most of these guys you're racing against have, have, have driven this car around the world all year. Uh, you've done a couple of days testing, so you've got to be pleased day one to, to be on the pace. I know you know Macau, you're a two time winner, we know that, but um, it's got to be impressive to be up there with Schwartzman and everybody else. Exactly. I mean, I think the thing is, you know, my knowledge of the track, you could argue, is above some people's and, and you know, their knowledge of the car is above mine. So, you know, they sort of seem to be equaling their, themselves out at the moment. But all the time I'm learning the car more and more. I mean, from Quali 1 today, P6 is not representable for me at all. Um, definitely still got quite a lot of time there. Um, whether I'll be as dominant as I was last year, I don't think so. I think stars aligned last year. I think, you know, I was in a good place. Uh, the team nailed everything and I nailed everything. So that's what you get. But I think we are definitely in the window uh, to fight. And that's really positive for me, obviously, and the team. But, you know, I'm learning more and more every, t every lap I do. So, you know, the problem is with the, with the tyres, you don't get to keep pushing. You only get one lap, then you have to cool down. So I've only probably done about seven or eight actual push laps. So, yeah, it's, I'm in at the deep end, but, I mean, I still think we can get a good result this weekend, yeah. Tell me how the DRS works here, because, like you say, you only get a couple of laps where you can actually push. Yeah. Is that the only time you use DRS in free practice? Uh, you also use it on the out laps and the build-up laps because, believe it or not, when you shift the aero balance forward, it puts more stress on the front tyres, so that can actually help you get the front temperature up more. Yeah, I'm sure other teams know that. But, yeah, so, but most of the time, yeah, I mean... It's quite powerful here. As soon as you open it, you can feel a, a big, big reduction in, uh, in drag, of course. So, yeah. Uh, Let me ask you this. I mean, how did this drive come about? You haven't been racing F3 uh, this year. Um, do you know Trevor? Have you worked with Trevor? I mean, obviously, it's, it's, a, it's a good break. Yeah, I know Trevor very well. Um, known him for years, to be honest. Uh, done bits and pieces of testing and stuff with Carlin over the years. Even like one of the first tests I ever did in a car was with Carlin. Like so, I've known all the guys here for a long time. And Trev offered me the role in sort of mid mid uh, summer. I was sort of keen to come back anyway, but I hadn't physically like gone and approached the team. So it was nice to 
to be wanted, if you know what I mean. That was great. So, and, and I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity, I think. So, because it's been a, a, ter- it's been a, it's been a, a ter- tough year, yeah. It's it? been a terrible year. You know, there's there's no hiding that. I mean, people can think what they like of me being dropped from Red Bull. I mean. I still maintain my views on it. I, I think I was never given enough of a chance this year in Super Formula to really show what I could do. And, you know, even the other drivers that got in that car, both of whom are good. Um, one's now off the programme as well. And Vitz was put in the last one and, and still didn't manage to do anything special. And he's a, you know, a, a very respectable driver. So I think, um, yeah, I've just been treated a bit bit unfairly to be honest but that's the game of uh, not only most sport sport in general and also the world so uh, sometimes deals you a card yeah it's uh, he ended up 13th by the way in this year's Macau Grand Prix he's won it twice yeah yeah and I mean he's definitely a formidable competitor and skills and everything uh, honestly, I'm a little surprised he was that outspoken about the Red Bull team. Yeah. Uh, you didn't hear Gasly doing that when uh, he got swapped down to the uh, Toro Rosso team. And so, uh, you know, that, that could be a career-limiting comment uh, if he continues that kind of mode. Yeah, uh, it's one of those... Yeah, you're right. It's it's one of those that you would you're if your PR guy standing there, he's definitely going to cringe big time. Well, let's let's move on to the next interview because we got the winner of the Macau Grand Prix, Boom. and this young man is Richard Versure, and he has he's been on the show a bunch of times. He's this is not his. I think he came up through the Toyota Racing Series where Jonathan's headed now. Yeah, next stop. And, and by the way, that's Jonathan interviewing. In case you didn't get that, that's Jonathan interviewing all these the interviews he did while he was there at Macau. But uh, so Richard, for sure, he, you know, he, he, we watched him throughout the practice and everything. He was looking better and better. And then I think he qualified fifth and, uh, and then won the race. So let's hear from Richard, for sure. My favorite Dutchman right here, Richard, for sure. Macau, we talked about it back in the day uh, when we first met at TRS, but you're here. And I've got to get your first impressions of your experience here. Yeah, it's just insane. I mean, I've never experienced anything near this. Uh, this morning when I stepped into the car before FP1, I was so nervous. Like, it was a long time ago I've been, like, really nervous or really enjoying, like, the, the session uh, because it's just something really different and just the atmosphere here in general is, is really different. I really love it. You've seen all the video. Um, what surprised you? What didn't surprise you? What was your first reaction to your first flying lap? Oh, it was, it was incredible. I mean, I, to be honest, I felt quite dizzy in the first lap because everything went so fast. Like, I wasn't really used to it. Um, but yeah, as soon as I got used to it a bit, I, I looked every second. I mean, it was really bumpy, like really bumpy. Um, so yeah, that was a bit, yeah, I know. I really had to get used to certain things on track and steering wheel was moving quite a lot. So, I mean, yeah, I had to get used to it a bit, but as soon as I did my first line lap and I got used to the track, the environment, everything, then I was really enjoying it. Did you just watch videos or did you do any sim work? I did two two days in the sim, so I prepared well. So what surprised you? Because the sim doesn't show you the bumps, does it? <laughs> exactly. Well, it does a bit, but not like this. And also the speed, like you will never experience the speed you have in real life. And the sound of the engine, everything like comes together. And because you're in the walls, the sound sounds like it goes up or something. I don't know, but it's like everything together makes it just actually the reason why you race. Like. 
sounds bouncing off the walls and the hills and everything else and, and reverberating around the city. It's an exciting weekend and of course there's so much racing going on uh, as well. There's cars, there's bikes, there's GT cars, there's guys you probably, you know, grew up watching uh, here as well and I just, you know, the whole experience of Macau is quite different, isn't it? It is, yeah. I, I really saw a lot of people I know from the past. Uh, that's really nice to see. And of course, I know all the F3 drivers. And I know that this field is really competitive. So that makes it also nice to drive in Macau because, I mean, yeah, the car is a bit less um, needed to go fast. It's really driver up to the driver. Of course, you need a good car, but that beside. But I mean, all the drivers here are really willing to push hard as they can. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be an exciting race. Like, not only qualifying is going to be exciting, but I think the race is as well. What are your expectations then? I mean, you know, uh, it's very hard to set those expectations because it is such a huge learning curve. But what, what are you saying that you'd be happy with? Well, I mean, I don't really have a place or a top whatever where I want to be. Um, but this morning I was P5, which I was really happy with. Uh, I think if I can just match the top guys, if I can come close to their times, especially the guys that been here before I think it will be good up to next year to, to know the track to be to be aware of where I can push and where you shouldn't push that much um, and I think that's the main target uh, but I really want to get on the podium this weekend that's something I, I have in my in the back of my head and it's also about being out of trouble uh, keeping out of trouble you see the crashes you see the warning lights and it's it's one of those places where you're always sort of second-guessing what's around the next corner. Yeah, most of them are blind, so you really try to look every single Marshall post you can find to, or, or your steering when it gets yellow. Luckily, we have nowadays we have really good flags and on the steering wheel it immediately gets yellow when someone goes over a certain line. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting. Well, you must sleep a few laps in your head tonight, but not too many because you need some rest. Exactly, I will. <laughs> Thank you, Will. Thanks so much. Yeah, that was a clip before he raced, and I loved it because he was talking about being, he qualified fifth, right. and he, Jonathan asked him, where do you want to be? He's going, you know, if I could just get a podium, and then he wins the race. Nice. He's going to be one to watch, for sure. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that that's typical Macau. You, you can, you know, it is a place that they still manage to pass, even though it's really tight and uh, curvy. You know, I love the city streets. Yeah, the way it's involved. Oh, it's, you got to watch that. that Go that's back a on bucket YouTube. list location. And uh, we also had an American on the podium at Macau. Uh, we didn't get an interview with Logan, but Logan Sargent, racing for Carlin, also uh, was on the podium. And we're, we'll try to we'll be following him. So, all right, we have one more interview that we're going to play before this break, and that is with Sophia Floresh because she was the one we talked about. Had a wreck last year, horrific, crazy missile-like wreck at 170 miles an hour, yeah. and had I, th I think she had a neck issue. Came back and came back to Macau and did it. So let's hear from Sophia Flores. Well, Sophia, welcome back to Macau. Uh, you did it. You did what you were set out to do, which is to come back and race at Macau, and you finally got a chance to do it. How was the experience? Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, I'm happy to be back and to be able to race here in Macau. Um, I mean, it's one of the greatest circuits, and, and this car especially, it's super much fun, so yeah, I'm happy to be back. That's what impressed me, was that you really haven't had a lot of time. You had a test in the wet. How hard was it to learn the car? Uh, yeah, well, as you say, I wanted to stay in the wet, and it was something difficult better to try since my first time yesterday. Well, two days ago I was in the dry here in this car, and uh, I mean, I'm still learning and there's still a lot to learn. And um, a car is not the easiest track to start in a new category, in a new team, uh, in a new, not team, in a new car actually. Um, so yeah, I'm learning and I'm getting better, so that was actually why I was doing my car. 
What was the aim when you got here? I mean, obviously, it's a big return for you. You, you know, you're facing a little bit of a demons. It was a, obviously a tragic incident that nobody wants to see again, nor yourself. Um, were you a little apprehensive or were you confident? Uh, well, I was pretty confident to come here. I mean, um, I was signing a contract and it was pretty clear that I don't have any expectations for me. It was more important to have fun, to enjoy it, to enjoy the time here with the team, with the fans, and um, to learn every lap and to get better and improve and to prepare for next year and that's kind of what I'm doing and why I'm here so I was pretty confident from the beginning onwards and didn't really have a clear goal which position I wanted to end up. But you are a racing driver, now you've bedded yourself in, do you think you can maybe take it to the next level and, and, and really push a little bit more tomorrow? Ah uh, well of course I'm a racing driver and of course I want to win but I think you have to be realistic and compare it to Armstrong or so who did the whole season and some t and a lot of test days so um, yeah it's a, it's a little bit different of, of experience in this car. Um, I mean I'm going to try my best and see where we end up um, but as long as I'm finishing and get kilometres in this car I'm happy. And is the plan FIA F3 next year? Yeah, that's, that's the plan, that's the reason why I'm here to prepare and um, to, to get kilometres in this car because you're limited in testing, so um, that's my plan and then for sure come back again next year. Great to have you back, go show those boys what you can do. Thanks. Yes, that was very exciting to have her back. Yeah, I mean, after yeah. that, it was really one of the it was one of the most followed stories in motorsports last year, and and, and her return too. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I rem you know, I remember that. Like, you know, immediately she was fine, but yeah. when she got, uh, in fact, she flew back the usual flight she was going to fly back, and she ran into Daniel Ricardo at the airport, <laughs> and they hung out a little bit exchanging planes so yeah i thought that was really cool and i was surprised dana ricardo was going through the regular commercial airport that is that's yeah. true that's of funny. course that that's probably typical dana ricardo humble guy yeah all right well we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and when we come back we're going to be live with a young race driver from austin texas riley dickinson back after these messages there you go Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Austin's Talk, 1370. I'm Cameron Bobier. I ride for Monster Energy Graves Yamaha, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. 
All right, we're excited to have our next guest. We've no had kidding. some we've had some young drivers over the years. Uh, just an ex- example, just like uh, that Rossi kid. Uh, yeah, Alexander Rossi. One day he's going to be somebody. Uh, let's see. We've had Connor Lance Daly kid. Connor Daly when he was a kid. Lance Stroll when he was a kid. Yeah. Formula One driver. And uh, uh, let's see who else. Uh, anyway, we've had some fantastic well, young. Okay, I gotta say the one we're about to speak to. I got a little uh, heads up on this from David Moore of More Speed Racing last time I went through the shop. Yeah. Fun visit. Let's meet him. All right. We want to welcome to the show Riley Dickinson. Riley, welcome to Speed City. Hey, guys. How's it going? How are you? Good. How are you, sir? Doing good. Doing good. Well, you hit my radar when, I guess it it was last weekend, Radical Racing. Is that right? Or the weekend before? Yep, so it was last weekend. We were out at Coda uh, doing the Radical Cup North America. It was a really fun event. Yeah, I was watching that. I was They were streaming it on YouTube, and I was watching that. And, man, yeah. you, got, you got us cleaned up that weekend. Yeah, yeah, and in, in the third race, it was it was a good event for sure. Well, and, yeah. and you won. I had a couple of issues, but it was good. Yeah, you won, the, you won that last race, didn't you? Yep, yes, sir, we did. Well, I want to talk about your young career, because how old are you, Riley? 17 years old. 17. Wow. See, I was still getting speeding tickets on the street then. But it wasn't get and it wasn't in anything nearly as fast as what he's got. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll we'll talk about uh, you the the radical racing is amazing and and I've seen those cars and and that's a really fun series, but but talk yeah. about your where how you got here, where you started racing, how you got interested in all that. Yeah, so I mean ever since the, whenever I was born, I mean I always remember I always had the bug, I guess you could say, for racing. Um and then whenever I was seven, you know, we were coming home from a baseball game that we just got slaughtered at. And to get out of the baseball park, you have to drive by this local go-kart track that down by where I live. And, you know, we drove by it, and of course it was Saturday night, they had a race going on out there, and I was like, All right, I'm done with baseball, I wanna go do this. And so I, rest uh, rest is history after that. Next day <laughs> uh went and bought bought the cart day after that bought the trailer day after that we're at the track doing laps so it's it's been a pretty good ride since then all right well where's this track tell us that in new braunfels texas it's Ranky country road cart yeah yeah right down yeah. The, right down the road yeah. been there done that. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. i love that yeah. it's baseball or, or or auto racing it's like there's no yeah. no comparison yeah. not even close you know it, i was yeah, the not, kid not out well. in right field yeah i was uh, the kid out in right field wanting to be on the go-kart yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was an aspiring first baseman. Wasn't that great, though? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you found your spot, though. Uh, stick shift, no less. Well, yeah, cool. So sure. so you, you played around on carts for a while. Probably did pretty well, it sounds like. Uh, give us a little more of that uh, career path. Yeah, so, um, you know, worked my way up through the ranks in carting a little bit. Um, you know, locally was able to, to win a couple of races, and we're like, all right, let's 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 move on from this. So we went, you know, state level. Uh, won a few championships there, and then uh, just kind of recently in 2017, I was able to win the national championship in shifter kart, excuse a pro tour. Yeah. So that was probably the biggest moment in my karting career for sure. Um, and then in 2018, we decided to make the transition from karts to cars. So that started out with Miatas out at a track in San Marcos, Harris Hill Raceway. Harris Hill. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a great track. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and then through through there, got connected with David, and then later on that year in, in August, we had a test out at MSR Houston, and then later on after that, we made the deal to do the full year this year in Cup. Yeah, wow. that's that's fantastic. And so talk about, we'll talk about the Cup, the, the, the season in Cup. 
Yeah, so so I mean, with it being my first full year in car racing, it was definitely a um, pretty steep learning curve, but it was um, it was a great season nonetheless. I mean, started out at Barb Motorsports Park. It was you know my first race ever in, in the cup. I was so nervous. I mean, thinking back to it, I mean, for qualifying, I, I wanted to throw up. I mean, it, it was it was hilarious <laughs> looking back on it. But I mean, in watching watching the in car video, I mean, I was an absolute mess. But um, after that, you know got got into into the rhythm had a little bit of a slump during the middle of the season but then came on pretty strong the last couple of races uh vir laguna and then road atlanta where i won oh that's awesome road atlanta too. yeah and now and which radical cars are you in are you in the one that's the the twin hayabusa v8 or or yep so it's it's the sr8 it has the v8 engine in it so it's the faster one of the two yeah that's so cool that's a little rocket for sure yeah yeah, that, David was like, "Hey, you want to come run this this radical race?" And I was like, "Well, I'm not going to say no to that." Yeah. So we <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you know, folks, the David he's talking about is David Moore, who's you know Daytona. He's he's been all over the sports car yeah. racing world for for quite a while, and uh, is fantastic at coaching, and he's extra fantastic at recognizing young talent coming up. You mean super fantastic? Even super fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, that's an inside joke. Uh, well, so talk about talk about this new Porsche, the invitation you got to to do that. Yeah, so I mean kind of funny how um, how my schedule was last weekend. So, you know, doing the radical race yeah. um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then as soon as I got out of the car Saturday morning from the race, um, you know, stripped down for race gear, immediately jumped in, in a truck and went to the airport because, you know, the Austin airport's, you know, five minutes away. So we were able to cut it pretty tight and then jumped on an airplane and went straight to Birmingham, Alabama. And Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, there was the, the eighth edition of the Porsche Young Drivers Academy, which is where uh, Porsche Motorsport North America and the Porsche family that is in North America, they selected four drivers from around the country. Um, it was two drivers from the Cup Series, myself and Jeff Kingsley, and then two other drivers that do um, do other racing inside of IMSA. Um, Britt Casey Jr., he races in the IMSA Pilot Challenge in TC, and then Hannah Zeller, she races in yeah. LMP3. And so us four, we got invited to to this academy, um, and, and it was a pretty extensive um, program. On Sunday, it was a classroom activity so you know throughout the day we were learning you know media training personality evaluation um you know talking about tire talking about engineering um uh, techniques stuff like that uh, so it was really good it was a day just for us to learn and then on monday we actually got out on track and had a full testing day where you know we could show them what we had so you gotta you gotta be pinching yourself what when that invitation came did it come did they call you did they go through david how did that happen and did you, were you freaking out <laughs> A little bit, actually. Um, it was Patrick Long. He sent me an Instagram. Oh, nice. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. And, I, and it's like, hey, um, you know, shoot me a time whenever you can give me a call. I want to talk. I'm like, oh, oh man, what did I do wrong this time? And I thought it was like, okay. Right. And then, you know, he, he called me later that night and he told me I got invited. I was like, gee, that was pretty awesome. So, yeah, so it, it was a really cool little chain of events for sure. I mean, at that point, you got to be going – this is this is serious. This you know your career. When you get a call from the Patrick Long, yeah, well, from Patrick Long, to, but <laughs> yeah. to go to this, I mean, that is a serious thing, man. You got? Are you just? Uh, I mean, you, that's only a week ago. So are you still kind of you know reeling and excited from all that? Yeah, I mean, I've had a little bit of time to you know kind of digest it. You know, kind of I guess scale back from the excitement, I guess. But I mean, 
I mean, both the days it was pretty, pretty serious. So there wasn't a whole bunch of, you know, downtime, I guess you could say. We were always, you know, always doing something or learning something else. Um, so, I mean, it was really kind of the time after, like, the plane ride back and the, the short time that I had at night to kind of decompress was pretty, um, it was pretty intense the entire weekend. So this was kind of the last couple of days was the first time I've actually been able to kind of reflect on it. Well, who were the instructors out there? So Patrick Long, he was the one who was kind of running the whole program. Um, and then Hurley Haywood, he was also out there. Ah, it was, yeah, it, it was yeah, it was unbelievable to have both of them out there. I mean, I've learned so much from from the two of them. I mean, it was so cool. Um, and also, there was a few uh, representatives from Porsche Cars North America. Um, Dave Engelman, he was the spokesperson. He was the the main guy who was there. Um, and then we had a representative from IMSA race, which was the uh, race director John Maskey for nice. the Cup Series. Drew Dayton, he was the Yokohama Motorsports Manager. Um, then we had the race engineer for the factory RSR team with Earl Bamber and, and Lawrence. Nice. Uh, yeah, so they were work, or he was working with us on Monday, um, which was, again, an unbelievable experience. I mean, he's been through so much and has seen so many things. I mean, he was telling me stories of how he used to work with Senna back in the day. I mean, it was just making my head spin. It was so cool. Um and then after, I think, who else was there? Um, there was, uh, and then also the people who was, you know, uh, Jamie Howe, she was teaching us for the media training. Nice. Uh, and they had a couple other pe- people there for the personality evaluation. But it, it was a it was a pretty big group that uh, went into making this happen. I mean, I can't thank them enough for, for giving me opportunity for it. Well, that is an amazing opportunity. So to me, this begs the question, you're winning races, you're winning championships in karting, you're getting invited to Porsche. Where are your next? Yeah. What's what are you going to do when you grow up? <laughs> I, I don't want to grow up for a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting all the questions for college and all that. I was like, man, I just want to stay in high school for a little bit longer. But um, no, but uh, so long-term goal, I want to have a career driving in professional motorsports. That's, you know, that's the end game goal. Um, I don't have a set series that I have my eyes on. Um, I mean, at this point, I just want to get into anything that I can and just, you know, be, be the driver for it. So that's kind of the way that I want to make my career. Um, and that's that's what I'm going after right now. I think it's a little early to make that decision. but uh, Hey, can... he's doing the right thing. Somebody offers you a seat, grab it, go. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's fantastic. Hey, you know, one of our favorite things to do is to ask race drivers, young and experienced, uh, is – what you know? What about this season so far? In you know, we cover Formula One real closely. We do yeah. our pre and post race yeah. show. What do you think about? I'm assuming you follow Formula One pretty close. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, it's 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 a Sunday ritual. Me and my dad watching it on the couch. It's every every race. Oh yeah, awesome. practice qualifying, everything, whole nine yards. Do you have a team or a driver that's your favorite or? I mean, he has been a bit controversial lately, but I got to go with Verstappen just because he's a kart racer. You know, he came up through through the karting ranks, and he's you know he's the young guy. Yeah, we got to sit down with Max when he was here in Austin, and tell you what, he's a heck of a nice guy. I mean, he's either that or he's had some one uh, some very good yeah. media training. No, he he was yeah. he really was. He was a genuine nice guy. He was happy to to talk to us about you know United States audiences and everything. Yeah. We had we had lots of different. Yeah conversations with him about the United States and he was he was uh, he was a great guy and very easy to talk to but so Max is your guy I, I think that's a probably a pretty good you, you're you're in plenty of company though that's for sure if you just look at the stands yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I mean watching him drive um I mean I've 
picked up on a few things from what he's done. I mean, I think back to that Brazil race in the rain. Whenever yeah. he, he just found the grip that no one else could in the rain. I thought that was probably one of his better drives that he's had. Um, so it, I followed him pretty closely for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one to watch for sure. And yeah. and what what about um, you? Have you followed the Haas team, our American team, closely, and all the saga that's that is them this year? Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say they've had an interesting year. Um, yeah, I mean, following them off and on. Um, I mean, I feel bad because they've they've had a pretty rough year this year. But um, hopefully, they can get it turned around for for the next one. Well, Riley Dickinson, we want to thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it, and we'll be. Well, watching you and get you back on the show again. Love to have local guys to be on the show. And, and what do you, you have a question for him, Les? Yeah, Riley, uh, what's your social media so our audience can follow you? So Instagram is RileyD253. Uh, I have Instagram and Facebook. All righty. There All right. you go. All right, we'll tweet that out for you, too. Well, Riley Dickinson, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. And uh, we'll, we'll, you guys. Appreciate it. we'll see you around thank town. You. Absolutely. Yeah, Travel safe, Next buddy. time I can be in the studio with you guys. All right. You thanks. Got it. Thanks. Yeah, thank you all. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a quick I break. I love that. Yeah, it's great to have local Homegrown. Austin racers. Yes, and doing good, man. Obviously, really good. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue. We're, we have uh, another Macau clip or two, and we've also got a, a surprise guest, too. Listen oh, to Speed bet. City live from Austin, Texas. Back up these messages. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town, in your favorite store, or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. Austin's Talk 1370. Hi, this is Elena Myers, number 21, Moto America Superbike Rider for Team 21 Motorsport and McGraw Power Sports Racing. You're listening to Speed City Radio. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio. Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We, I want to play one more interview from Macau because Jonathan Green caught up with another young driver who had a really good weekend and with somebody who's been on the show we followed before from the Toyota Racing Series, and that is Liam Lawson. Let's go ahead and hear from Liam Lawson. Hey, Speed City fans. I'm with a delighted Liam Lawson. Uh, who has just done his debut here at the Macau Grand Prix and I think over-exceeded his expectations. I know you were disappointed with qualifying, but the race, wow, you can't have asked for more. Yeah, the race was certainly um, really exciting and really good. It was the first session this weekend where I basically just 
gave it everything and absolutely sensed it. Um, I think I came into the weekend very cautious because of the, the track and the advice I got from everybody was to just build up slowly. Um, and I was I was ready and qualifying to, to go for it, but I, uh, I had one clear lap the whole session and that one clear lap I, I had, I just didn't basically, didn't give it enough, um, wasn't on it enough. It was really early in the session, so um, frustrating because we ended up qualifying P15 um, and then that basically meant we were right in the middle of the, the incident in race one, in the poly race. Um, I got shuffled all the way to the back, so, and, and then I knew yesterday we had good pace because we, we drove back through to um, P20, which from where we came from was quite good, um, and then today, yeah, I, uh, it was actually quite funny because the, I got a really, really good start, but it wasn't because I got, like, in my initial start, I couldn't even see the lights, so I basically waited for everybody to go because I couldn't see them, so when everybody moved, then I went, which meant I was quite far back. Um, going into turn one but then everybody slowed up and it just meant that I drove around everybody um, and made up heaps of places at the start and then from there the car was just really fast um, as I said it was the first session where I really just gave it everything um, this weekend and, and it yeah it's a little bit frustrating because I think if we'd got quality right we would have been on for a really good result this weekend um, but still it's uh, a good experience I'm glad to have done it um, so I'm just yeah really ready for, for next year I guess and what about the team? I mean, you weren't 100% sure how competitive MP Motorsport would be here at Macau because they weren't experts necessarily. But you've won the race with Richard Bashaw, a fantastic result, and you're in the top 10. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I really didn't expect the, the speed this weekend. Um, Richard's done a great job. Massive congrats to him. He was really on it from the start. Um, so, yeah, he, he fully deserves this. Um, but for the team, you know, it's, it's their first time here, so, um, you know, so it's it's crazy. They've, um, they've done a really, really good job getting the car sorted. Uh, well done again. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I hope so. 17-year-old Liam Lawson, and he is a Red Bull junior and a part of that same team. That, uh, that's interesting. That team's been around. Red Bull MP. is really stacking their deck. Well, you know what? And I'm going to give you some credit for something you said earlier. You talked about, you know, because Tictum, Dan Tictum, how he went, he's obviously very talented and they brought him on the program and then they kicked him off the program. And, but you were talking about the way he was kind of trashing them and stuff. Maybe that was the problem because, uh, you know, guys like Riley who were just on the phone, they're getting, they're getting, he just said it, they're getting PR training and all that. Yeah. Well, part of that PR training is don't trash, yeah, you know, don't, don't trash don't your burn team. bridges, you know, when <laughs> yeah. you, you, you know, if you've been let go or whatever, yeah. maybe, maybe instead yeah, of said. trashing them, learn a lesson from it. I don't know exactly what yeah. happened, but yeah. Hey, the producer said there is a call. He said the guy's originally from the North Pole, but he's here in Austin. It says it's for you, Les. Who is it? <laughs> I don't know. We have a caller on the line. Uh, <laughs> I know who this is. This is Master, the Master Elf, Louis Montesivas from Travis County Sheriff's Brown Santa. Hey, Louis. <laughs> hey, guys. How are y'all doing? Good. Doing all right. Yeah, he was hesitating to really call you Elf, and they prefer little people. On, <laughs> just to... I'm far from little, I'll tell you that. <laughs> He's like the Wilt Chamberlain in the uh, Elf League. <laughs> Lewis. Hey, Lewis is joining us because we had a great time last year at the monthly uh, car and bike night. The Speed City Roadshow is uh, taking place December 18th. And uh, Lewis is uh, escorting the Brown Santa out. And so, uh, Lewis... Thanks for being part of this again. Yeah, tell us about Brown Santa in case people who don't know what it is. Yeah, well, a lot of people uh, don't hear about Brown Santa. So basically, Brown Santa is with uh, Travis County Sheriff's Office, 
And uh, we service everybody outside the city limits of Austin. So as opposed to our, our brothers in blue, the APD Blue Santa, they service everybody inside the city of, of Austin. So that's the only difference besides us being better than them, of course. <laughs> he well, doesn't drive in the city of Austin rivalry much. there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's a fantastic event. And so this year we're doing it even larger. And uh, Lewis is already arranging a bigger truck to haul the mountain of toys away and, uh, and distribute it and, and make some kids have a, a good Christmas this year. And so, uh, you know, a lot of times, Lewis, y'all talk about the weight, and it's it's been tons. How did last year go for you? Uh, last year was great. We had a, a, a big, big uh, toy. I guess we were on the receiving end of it. Uh, just some incredible donors just came out. Uh, and, and it's always amazing to see it all just pour into the warehouse. And we, we literally have to just pour it on the floor. We spread 40 by 40 foot tarps out so we don't you know get them dirty or anything but we spread them out and then we got to sort them all and and it, it's just a, it's literally a mountain of toys when they come in yeah yeah so so folks again it's going to be december 18th the speed city road show it's in the evening that's a wednesday evening we're doing something special this time we're uh, going to be giving away a lot of items that evening and uh, you get one just for coming and uh, being part of it and then you get one ticket uh, you get a ticket for being there. You also get a ticket to put in the drawing for each toy you donate to Lewis and the Brown Santa program that evening. So uh, come yeah. loaded. Yeah, bring your cool car. Increase, yeah, increase your odds. Yeah. And, and Lewis, um, if people want to donate, how do they do it before then? If they, you know, if they can't make it to, the, to our, our car show? Uh, they could uh, visit our website. Uh, just Google Brown Santa, and we're the first one to pop up for Travis County Brown Santa. Uh, or you could go to uh, the all our HEB Austin area HEBs will carry our yeah. barrels uh, after Thanksgiving. That's cool. Alrighty. Yeah, that's that's a nice Thank deal. The HEB, there's plenty of locations there, so that's cool. Well, you know, and Brown Santa always arrives in something cool. Last year, it was, uh, Jeff Mosing was the uh, the pilot, the Rudolph, if you will, and he arrived in a Porsche Carrera GT. Not many uh, Santas <laughs> arrived that. Wait till this year to see what he arrives in. I'm working on that now. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be awesome. Uh, well, Lewis, we'll, we'll tweet out your uh, the website and everything and make sure that uh, people know that they can bring the toys to donate. And uh, we look forward to seeing you out there. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. All righty. Thanks, Lewis. All Have right. a good Thanksgiving. Then, Say Lewis. hey to the family. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, sounds good. Bye-bye. That's cool. That's a nice nice yeah. addition to our Speed City Roadshow, which – if you don't, if you haven't been yet, uh, what it is is just a gathering of car car guys and gals, cars and, and bikes, and yep. anything fun. Anything fun? Anything? That's true. I was going to say fast, but they don't have to be fast. No, no. There's clearly some things that your, are not. Your fast, car's there. They're it cool. Have to yeah. Be thanks. <laughs> thanks. You know, if you keep talking like that, that CTSV is going to be turned into a lump of coal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I had to throw that dig in there. But, um, yeah, come out, and we do it. We usually do it at the fourth Wednesday of every month, but we're for the holiday, we're going to do it a week early, and we do it out at Circle Brewery here in Austin. and uh, Giant parking lot. Yeah, big parking lot, lots of place for lots of cars, and we just hang out and talk cars and talk racing, and uh, it's, a, it's a good time. All right, so we just got a couple minutes left, and there's, you know, we talked about some of the other stories that happened this week, like Marquez joining Marquez and, uh, and Sebastian Bourdais. But um, there's a couple other things that I want that are on our list to talk about tonight, Les. One of them is you went to Zanfort. 
Yes. And I put a story in our show doc about the banking oh, Zanfort. at Zanfort. Zanfort. The, 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 this is the new F1 race this year. You're right. So Zanfort is about a 40-minute train ride outside of Amsterdam. It is right on the beachy coast there. And it is so cool because it's literally just a, you know, 300 yards from the coast. And you can walk over there. But what is so cool about this is they're adding banking like the old Lamar bank yeah they're comparing it to the indy bank because it's going to be even steeper banked than the indy cars and so they're adding this up uh, adding this into the circuit towards the last turn of the race uh, of course this is just going to be amazing i mean well, no, i am truly excited I, over yeah. this because this is such a cool feature twice as steep as as indianapolis is how steep this yeah. banking is and it's going to be F1 cars taking that. <laughs> it's going and to be cool. I, I, I'm excited. I mean, the G-forces, I'm waiting to see what they now, do Did you actually this. get to walk on the track at Zanford? Did you I just... did not. They yeah. were running a Porsche Cup Series. They were had a drift competition using the F1 circuit as well. And also, uh, Max Verstappen was there doing a big uh, promo event there. Yeah, very cool. All right, well, we are out of time. So we appreciate all of our guests. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Check out our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, because next week we'll be doing our Formula One coverage for the last time this year. But check it out. We'll have uh, – uh, you can find out where to listen and everything, and we'll talk to you next week. That's right. December 18th, Brown Santa. Ciao, y'all. everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.